the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Good morning, and welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt, sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. I'm Christiana Viegas, co-host and event planner for Marquardt Law Firm, and we're here today with Todd Marquardt and Richard Garcia. How are you today, Todd? I'm well. How are you, Richard? I'm doing just fine. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming. It's a really great morning and a great breakfast that we had today, Todd. Don't you agree? I agree. Uh, I wish that we could have started out at Earl Abel's, though. It was a shame. We were going there on hopes for having our new waffle testing, still on the search for our perfect waffle. But we ended up going to the supper that was right there around the Pearl. So the last one that we went to was Teca Molino, but still trying to find a place open before nine o'clock that serves waffles. So you can call in at 210-308-8867. We are live today here on Talk Law Radio. Please, if you know any great breakfast spots, if you know a good waffle place, call in, let us know the restaurant. We really want to know what types of foods that you can recommend. Yeah. And before we get started talking taxes with Richard J. Garcia, CPA, wanted to let you know about the mission of Talk Law Radio. Of course, we're on here more than just talking about breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it's to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license. And the state bar wants attorneys to interview, inform the public about the law, but does not want us to attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of general information. Instead, contact an attorney like Marquardt Law Firm to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. Before we get started talking about the law, Let's begin with prayer. Absolutely. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. Please help those who are frustrated or upset about taxes. Please help Christiana Richard and me to give good information to the listeners about taxes today. Help us to use the gifts and talents that you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So it's really great being able to have you here on the show with us today, Richard. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So what can you tell us about you being a CPA? Uh, love being a CPA. I uh, started out uh, attending Incarnate Word College back when it was the college, not the university as, as it is today. And uh, I found that uh, uh, until I attained my CPA, I was having trouble meeting people who wanted me to be able to prepare their taxes and deal with their needs. 
Uh, and so they just needed that comfort knowing CPA, okay, he did pass a uniform exam. And so I feel a little more comfortable that he knows what he's talking about. So that helped quite a bit for my practice once I, once I acquired it. Before you started your own practice, you had some other work, though, first, right? Yeah, I worked in corporate America for a time, and uh, really I fell into this uh, by accident. I had a, we had a real estate agent who sold us our first house and uh, got a call out of the blue, and he asked if I prepared taxes, and I had done a couple of seasons of VITA, Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, and uh, so I said, sure, I'll, I'll prepare it for you. And uh, so one, one, one season, one return, and then one became two, two became four, and next thing I knew, I had a growing business. So you started your own business. From scratch, the kitchen table concept where you think, wow, how, how do I do it? I must have, need to have a lot of money, but, but no, you just have to have a passion for what you do. And you also help other people start businesses. I do. You know, you recognize that passion in the eyes. They walk in and they have a dream. You can tell. You can just see it radiating from their face. And and they don't know what questions to ask. And so I try to give them guidance uh, if I can to be able to give them free guidance. There are programs here in the city that are, they can make available to themselves and, uh, and uh, to be able to get their business off the ground. And so they have a whole bunch of self-doubt. And I say, no, you, you can start. It doesn't have to be starting full-time. It can be just a small little flash and build it from there slowly like I did. Yeah, it reminds me of when I started my business. Uh, Richard and I actually knew each other uh, when I was working for another lawyer, and we were in a, a networking group together. And uh, after I started my business, I did it just like Richard. I uh, started in in my upstairs loft, and I had a table, and I had my computer. And uh, my oldest son, Reagan, kept asking me to go play. And I said, I'm at work. And he said, <laughs> it doesn't look like you're at work. <laughs> Looks like you're at home. <laughs> so uh, that's when I had to go get an office. And, of course, that's when overhead and everything starts to get in the way. But bes- besides tax returns, you help business owners, especially when they're starting out, to prepare budgets. Yeah, it's really important because uh, they – uh, they're Ill- many times they're ill-equipped, and so a budget helps give them a game plan as far as, okay, so how do I go about generating the sales? What are the things that I need to know to be able to create those sales? My marketing plan, both passive and active. When do I need to start hiring someone? How do I how am I able to control my cost? How am I able to measure how I, I hope to do against how I'm actually doing? And if I hit my mark for that month, do I back off? Do I have the infrastructure to take on more, or do I need to – do I need to put the brakes on it a little bit so that I can be able to serve all the customers that are that are meeting with me and, and, and using our services? And with budgets, you use uh, you can teach with uh, uh, bookkeeping programs, right? Yeah, one of the most popular out there is uh, uh, QuickBooks, and so I actually have a contract with a local uh, um, organization where I te- teach QuickBooks seminars four times a year. And uh, so it helps new owners, or rather uh, people that are new to QuickBooks, learn how to use it from absolute zero. Now, I wouldn't suggest that sem- those seminars if you have a number of years of experience on it, but this lets them uh, understand how to use it because QuickBooks won't necessarily tell you when you're wrong. It'll let you do what you want to do, uh, but it'll show up when you try to run reports. It won't, uh, it won't return values there. So it, it, it's uh, wise to be able to learn how to do that. But if people are uncomfortable with using something on their own and they need to talk to someone and have someone help them understand and answer their questions, are you available to be reached out to? Yeah, they can always give me a call, set an appointment, we can visit. I usually ask them to write down what they want to talk about because many times they they don't really know. And so we can go through an hour, we can go through two, and that's what happened early in my in my business where we would be sitting two hours and uh, they, they didn't feel like they were getting value out of, 
out of the meeting, and that's because they didn't have what they really wanted to talk about written down, ready to go. So if you're tuning in right now, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We're interviewing our CP, the CPA, Richard Garcia. Uh, what is the best contact information for people to write down, Richard? Uh, Monday through Friday, they can contact our office at 210-349-1040, like the tax form. Oh, so that's really nice. Then 210-349-1040. You got it. Okay, then. But if you have any questions right now that maybe have been starting to uh, pop up in your head, we are taking calls today. So dial 210-308-8867 if you'd like to ask Richard Garcia any questions about income taxes. After we come back from the break, let's talk about business taxes. Well, especially since you were discussing about starting your business and finding out that there's business taxes now. Yeah, God bless. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So as we said, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We are taking live calls today at 210-308-308. 8867 if you want to ask Richard Garcia any questions about business taxes, income taxes, or if you have anything to recommend about finding the perfect waffle, please dial 210-308-8867. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Remember to call us. Know him from Talk Law Radio. Now ask him your estate planning questions. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die or become disabled instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need to meet with Marcourt Law Firm. They can help you do that. RSVP today for their latest seminar at 10 a.m. on November 6th. Meridian Care on 7181 Crestway Drive in San Antonio. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marcourt Law Firm. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio, now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Villegas, your co-host, and we're here today talking with Richard Garcia, a CPA helping us understand about business taxes this cold Saturday morning, much like I'm sure how your blood ran cold as soon as you heard business taxes. (laughs) So, Richard, what is the most common business tax that people need to be aware of when starting their business? Well, there's the federal tax and also operating in the state of Texas. Uh, you, We don't have an income tax in the state of Texas, but we do have a business tax. And so if you have a certain type of, of uh, business structure, you may be uh, required to file and to pay if you meet certain criteria. So you need to be aware of that because ignorance is no excuse and you will have penalties if you're not aware. So is business taxes different than the property tax of the office that you own? Well, I like to try to explain to clients uh, the concept this way. There's a number of tax agencies having their hand out to you for different things. You've got the federal government, which is uh, looking for taxes on income. Then you have the state, uh, which typically has taxes out for things like sales tax or franchise tax. And then you have the county, and so how do they get their money? They're going to be doing it on property, whether it's real property or personal property. Mm. And so uh, you need to make sure that you're aware of all the tax agencies so you don't run afoul and encounter fines and penalties, and uh, and then things just spiral kind of out of control, and then you're looking for a, peop- a, pro- for a person like me or maybe even an attorney to be able to clean that up for It's you. better to plan in advance, right? Absolutely. It's much cheaper. Yeah, So what entities are most commonly subject to franchise tax? 
uh, corporations, LLCs. You have um, you, you have uh, partnerships uh, that meet the criteria. So professional associations, business associations. It, it just depends, and so you're just going to have to look and see if you or if your business meets that criteria. Right. You can do this research yourself if if you want to, if you have the time. Uh, or you can hire professionals to help you cut through and get things done faster. And that's why I say when if, if you're going to be meeting with a professional, write it down. Write down the, your concerns and ask the, the open-ended question, is there anything else I need to be aware of so they can be able to anticipate because they've covered that ground probably many, many, many times. Well, like how Richard had offered that he's available to answer questions. If you write them down, start taking notes of what concerns are going through your head and reach out to Richard Monday through Friday at 210-349-1040. If somebody gets behind on their taxes, uh, can they just tell the taxing agency, I'm sorry, and then (laughs) all will be forgiven? Uh, Yeah, you can try to say it, but it won't do you any good because they're going to continue to uh, to assess penalties, and if you continue to ignore it, depending on the tax agency, they'll start garnishing your wages. So they will definitely get your attention. Depending on the tax agency, they could freeze your bank account. So you definitely don't want to let it linger too long. But you can come back into compliance. It just may be painful for you. Is there any kind of waiver form to ask for lower tax rates? If uh, Hearing that there's all these different organizations that are trying to dip their hands into your wallet is there a way to say, look, I have too many taxes in this one area. Can't you cut me some slack here? Mm, no, not really. Although if there's an honest mistake and you've got a reasonable reasonable explanation, you may be able to ask for an abatement, which basically means, hey, I, I um, it was from some genuine reason, a uh, valid reason, and for this one time, perhaps for this one year, can are you willing to work with me and adjust the penalties that you've assessed? Let me come back into compliance, and I won't do it again. Mm. But always work with a professional to do that. That's right. There are some entities that are not subject to franchise tax, right? Yeah, there are, including sole proprietorships. And that means, let's say you decide to open up a lemonade stand on your front lawn. And so you're in business. You're operating. So is the is the state of Texas going to be looking for money for you? Not in that type of tax structure, but uh, or nor is it going to be if it's a general partnership where where they're natural persons. We're not talking about where one of the partners is an LLC, but natural persons like you or like myself, mm-hmm. something like that. So yeah, there are exceptions to that, but it, it pays to be able to research that. Yeah, and it is available on the web if you if you know how to search for it or you know bite off an hour of time from a professional. I like to explain to business owners that the franchise tax is what you pay for the privilege of limiting your liability somehow using corporations or LLCs or limited partnerships. You know, that's a that's a really great way of explaining it. And usually when, when clients come in and they're considering an LLC, I ask, what's your motivation? Is it a legal reason or is it a tax mm-hmm. reason? And sometimes they know and sometimes they don't. So I usually will try to explain from the tax perspective, and then I encourage them to get legal advice mm-hmm. to be able to understand from the legal perspective. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be an apt answer for that. So how is the franchise tax calculated? Well, you've got to go over an income threshold, and if you do, uh, then they look at a test uh, on the uh, long form. And uh, so it can be one of uh, four different ways, uh, revenue times 70%, revenue minus cost of goods sold, revenue minus compensation or uh, revenue minus a million dollars times 1%. There's some adjustments that are made in there. Uh, and um, let's say that you you do cross that threshold, which um, it used to be a million dollars, but I think it's actually a little higher now, a million one hundred thirty thousand. And if you are still under $1,000 on amount due, you don't actually have to pay, but you still need to file. Uh, so, oh, okay, I, uh, um, I, I, don't, uh, I didn't meet that criteria, so I don't have to file, right? No, no, you definitely need to file. And if you don't file, uh, they will hit you for a penalty. And if you don't file timely, after a certain period of time, you could lose your charter. And then you can recover it, but it's a money thing. So then what time of the years are there in order to submit all this information? There's, you know, it's funny. Um, these tax agencies have different deadlines, but they all seem to come at you 
pretty close together. The the uh, franchise tax is May 15th, but let's say that you're not uh, prepared, you haven't put your books to bed yet, uh, you can request an extension and that'll take you months down the road. I believe it's November 15th on the on the on the extension deadline for that. That's ex- that's an extension to file but not to pay. Mm. When you're thinking about adding up revenue, you you said that there were some things that you could uh, consider that may offset the revenue, uh, like compensation and cost of goods sold? Yeah, so on those, you're going to be looking for the the lowest of those choices to calculate it on. Oh, well, that's good news. I, I figured they would say whatever's the highest, that's <laughs> what we'll let you do. Well, I'm really glad to be able to have you on here with us today, Richard. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Today's subject is about taxes, and Richard Garcia is kind enough to help us understand the differences and get our curiosity fed about what is so confusing about franchise taxes and businesses having to ready their budget. If you have questions, call in now at 210-308-308. 8867. That's 210-308-8867. In addition to uh, franchise tax, uh, most businesses that have employees, they're going to have to probably pay uh, something for payroll taxes. And I've I've met a, a business owner or two that got in trouble or had penalties like you were talking about before because of payroll taxes, what are some really simple ways of making sure that doesn't happen? Uh, With regard to your payroll taxes? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, keep this in mind that when when you're an employer and you have employees, you're an agent for, for the government, which means that you need to remit that money timely. They're not really in the business of extending you zero-interest loans, so uh, there are certain thresholds that you can pay it in on a a quarterly basis. But if you have a large enough uh, tax amount collected, then they may want you on a three-day rule. They may may want it every quarter. And if you have very few employees, you may also qualify to be able to pay that in at the end of the year, depending on your circumstance, of course. But the key is having that built into the budget, too. Yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, you miss it by a day, and it's a 10% penalty. So uh, they really take a, 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 an aggressive view on that. You're holding on to, to somebody else's money, namely theirs. So who or where do you submit the franchise taxes to? That's to the state controller. So he was talking about payroll, which is dealing with the federal government. Uh, unless, of course, you're dealing with the state unemployment tax, which is a different matter entirely. Um, you're talking, so you're talking franchise, that's a state-level thing. Uh, you're talking payroll, that's a federal-level thing. And so, wow, there sure are a number of agencies dealing with, <laughs> with taxes and, and money, and my money. Yeah, there are, and you need to be aware of them because ignorance, again, is no excuse. But that's why the business owner gets paid the big bucks, that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. We're on easy street. Whenever you see us take an hour and a half lunch, wow, it must be nice, right? Well, you have these taxes, and then you have the employee issues, and and you brought up unemployment tax. So they have to, when you have employees, then you have to register those also. That's right. Yeah, even at the state level, I believe the criteria is fifteen hundred dollars in a quarter or twenty consecutive weeks of twenty weeks of employment. So. There are certain criteria. The, the other thing we haven't even weighed in on is uh, when is someone uh, considered an employee versus contract labor? And if you guess wrong, don't worry. You'll probably get a knock on the door at some point, and they will be looking to collect their taxes on you. I find it best to hire professionals to, to help you with these things because then you know that you're in compliance. You can sleep easy at night. You don't have to worry about the tax man knocking on the door. You don't have to worry about Texas unemployment coming knocking at the door uh, because you could be wrong. And if if your own lay opinion and lay of research is wrong, then you're going to end up paying penalties and interest. A lot of misconceptions that I'm finding out there is being an adult, being a business owner, you think you have to do it alone. That's the only way to be successful. But it, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And Richard, you're available to help anyone who might have some concerns they want to share with you. If uh, they dial 210 
349-1040 throughout the week. Is there a website that you have, though? Uh, yes, it's uh, richardjgarciacpa.com. They can find me on the web. All right. So if you dial Monday through Friday, 210-349-1040, you can talk to Richard, leave him a message and follow up with him or visit his website, www.richardjgarciacpa.com. Or before we end the show today, call in at 210-308-8867. We're still live, uh, available to answer any questions that people want to share with us. Every business, I think, should have a CPA, an attorney, and know a banker or two because you're going to need to talk to all of those people in order to run a successful business. I would like to add two other professionals, one an insurance professional. I had a client who uh, opened up a retail shop and uh, scraped together all his money to be able to put in the inventory. He didn't have it insured. He was burglarized, and his business went out of business. Oh, wow. Oh, no. That's really a shame. Well, stay tuned, because after the break, Richard is going to say something profound about income taxes. So we still have a lot of uh, our journey to go through here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Don't change that channel and dial in at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Dial in. Richard, why don't you tell us after the break why you brought that black case? Certainly will. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt, and I'm Christiana Villegas, your co-host, talking today with Richard Garcia about taxes. During the break, we did get a call with Mike. Mike, are you here with us now? Yes, I am. Thank you, Mike. You're live on air today on Talk Law Radio. I understand you have some questions for Richard. Uh, yes, we filed our taxes for uh, 2017, and uh, somehow only two quarters was reported. And we got a letter from the IRS uh, because of our credit card we were getting and stuff. The numbers doesn't match, and they estimate that we owe like so much money. Uh, how can we call them and tell them uh, this is what happened? Do we have to resubmit the, the whole paperwork for 2017, or do we need to do the difference? Are, are we talking uh, payroll? Or are we talking your individual income tax return? What 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 type of tax are we talking? Uh, I have a it's a sole proprietor. I have a restaurant, and when I took my paperwork to the tax office to do it, apparently two of the envelope two quarter was not processed. Oh, are you talking about the estimated tax payments? No, we already did it for the year two thousand seventeen. Right, but are you talking about that they didn't acknowledge payments for two of the estimated tax payments from the on the quarters to re, to be able to pay on? No, we, I, I just got a letter that they said the number doesn't match with whatever amount that you make, and the money was coming in, which was like through the credit card. The, uh, oh, the ten ninety nine k, the ten ninety nine k. Right. Right. Okay, so uh, what I would do, documentation wins here, and so maybe it was the way it was prepared, um, and maybe it was an honest mistake. So I would first gather your material out. Also, if you paid uh, your tax professional to to prepare the return, I would check back with them and say, hey, look, I've got this notice. Uh, can you take a look at it for me? Can you see why um, they are claiming that these numbers don't match up? Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah, very obvious. We did make a mistake. We we had like we had done a million dollar sale. Okay, and so we only had reported at four hundred ninety thousand. Oh, okay, like, okay. So, so all right. Well, so then there was there was a mistake on the preparation of the return, right? Correct. Okay, so you just need to make an amendment and then submit that to the IRS. Keep in mind 
that if you underreported and you have a smaller amount of tax due, now you're going to have a larger amount of tax due. And guess what? You're also going to be facing some additional interest on that because uh, they didn't recover the the amount of money that they were expecting to recover. But you can, I would suggest you you deal with your tax professional to be able to have that prepared uh, and then remit that, and then they'll need time to process it. The IRS will. And then you can talk to them about paying it in full or maybe uh, creating a, a, an installment agreement to be able to pay that in over time. Yeah, we don't, we don't owe them any money. Actually, the company lost money, and we have documentation to do it. But I just wanted to get a hold of them, like, to tell them that we have got the paper. Uh, do we need to redo amendment, like do the whole thing all over again, or do the difference that we forgot to report? And Well, it sounds to me like you've got an amendment to do. And so if it winds up adjusting it in your favor, great. Then maybe there's some opportunity for recovery of some money. Thanks for your call, Mike. I hope that answers your question. Thank you for listening to the show. Yeah, Yeah, thank you so much. Take care. Hey, that reminds me, uh, Christiana. I wanted to ask you, uh, since we're talking taxes and we're going to be talking about income taxes. Oh, joy. And uh, I was wondering if... uh, Squirrels are well known in the forest for saving. They save their nuts all year so that in the wintertime they have something to eat. If you're thinking about animals in the forest, which animal would be the one to tax the squirrel? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe the fox? Yeah, I I think the fox would do it. Um, What do you think the fox would say? Uh, I don't know what, your acorns or your life? (laughs) (laughs) If if you're not familiar, that's, uh, what does the fox say? So, um, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting tax season then for the squirrel. Yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, federal income taxes with Richard And as we were talking about the show today, I was asking Richard, uh, you know, what happened in 2018 that was new and different that maybe didn't happen in 2017? Well, the form changed to me pretty radically. And so you get comfortable being able to look at things where they were for years and years, and now they're not really where they were. And some things left, like um, just to mention a couple of things, the personal exemption, they increased the standard deduction. They eliminated the entertainment expense deduction. So uh, it was pretty, uh, there there was a lot of changes, including the, uh, like I said, miscellaneous item deduction. So those unreimbursed employee business expenses went away. Um, there's still some things that are around, but uh, you need to to do your due diligence because a lot of stuff is different than 2017 and years before. So the 1040 was redesigned, and uh, I heard that 1040A and 1040EZ are, are not being used anymore. Is that yeah? Right? They're really. I think they're really moving toward a 1040 to simplify the process for them because you got to keep in mind the. There had, uh, had been a hiring freeze with the IRS for a number of years, so they have uh, the fewer people doing more work. So anything they can to be able to streamline that would be better for them, too. Better for them. All right. And what about the tax rates? Wasn't that the big thing that the president was saying was going to benefit everybody? Well, they, they did relax the, the tax rates, but what, uh, what taxpayers uh, found is at the end of the year— they had seen more money throughout the year in their paychecks, and then at the end of the year, they were getting less in refunds because not as much was withheld, or they were owing. And why did this happen? Well, uh, there you go. That sounds like some miscommunication. You would think that, yes, it's going to be more beneficial to have the money in your pocket, but then you're depending on that tax return at the end of the year that you thought you were going to get the same amount for. So what can they do to make sure that doesn't happen next year? Well, um, you take advantage. You can uh, you can certainly increase the amount that you put away for your retirement. You can be able to make estimated tax payments throughout the year if you typically owe. So this way you're not owing at the end of the year because if you owe, 
over a certain amount of thousand dollars, then they start to impute interest on that. And so that's adding insult to injury. Now I pay more in taxes and I got to pay interest on top of that. That that doesn't seem right. But they could also um, adjust the W-4? Yeah, they can adjust the W-4. And, and so usually if every year you owe, every year you owe, and maybe you do it yourself or maybe you take it in and have it done. But if every year you owe, that that needs to be discussed. I need to make a change because I, I just keep having to pay, pay, pay. And, yes, you're going to pay, but how about paying a smaller amount throughout the year and not pay anything at the end? Isn't that what they say the definition of insanity is? Yeah. Doing the same thing and expecting different results. How does that even happen, though, that you end up owing income tax? Well, let's just say that you're a W-2 earner, and then you have a side hustle. And so on that side hustle, uh, you made a little bit of money, and, and maybe you, you spent it because all of a sudden you have extra money in your pocket. Now you get to the end of the year, and you got to declare that. The IRS wants – well, the government wants a taste of that. But you've already spent it. And so now you, you've triggered because you're self-employed. You have the self-employment tax in addition to having the revenue tax. And you didn't factor that in. And so you owe. And now it's after the Christmas season and you're a little bit broke. And what do you do? I've got to start saving money somehow. I've got to do something to be able to pay that off. And if you don't, it, became, it becomes a vicious cycle where every year you're, you're planned for behind. You never really catch up. Can I tell you guys why? My son, Thomas, owes me $1,000. What? What? <laughs> well, he was supposed to be born in December. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if he had been born in December, I would have gotten a, an additional $1,000 that year <laughs> because of the child tax credit. <laughs> well, instead, he was a stubborn little boy, and he didn't come out until after January and so I tell him every year <laughs> that he owes me that $1,000. Late for chores and late for the deduction. <laughs> Another thing that changed was the child tax credit. Yeah, I did. Like I said, it's important to be able to go over that with your tax professional to see how it applies to you because it's not the same old, same old that you've had in prior years. Uh, it was meant to simplify things. I'm not sure if it really did, though. So then how old do you have to be to pay into income taxes or register for it? It depends on how you make your money. I mean, there is a kitty tax, and so there's a threshold there, uh, but it just depends. So if a child were to start a lemonade stand, there's taxes on that, or am I misunderstanding? Could what? Could be. Maybe it's a very successful lemonade stand. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that the governor of Texas this year – uh, relaxed some of the filing requirements for lemonade stands. Uh, yeah, yeah. There were, I guess it was negative publicity when you see these kids being uh, 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 ticketed and whatnot, and I don't think that was really the aim. You you want to be able to foster uh, uh, the the child being able to learn how to how to make a buck instead of having to scurry around under the cushions to grab change. Yeah, and if they're successful enough, they should call. Richard J. Garcia, CPA, and Marquardt Law Firm so that we can help them reduce their liability and uh, make sure that they only pay the taxes that are legally owed. Well, then you need to stay tuned in as we continue this discussion on income taxes with Richard Garcia and Todd Marquardt here on Talk Law Radio. Dial in with your questions at 210-308-8867 or Visit www.richardjgarciacpa.com or marcourtlawfirm.com. Don't turn that channel. You know him from Talk Law Radio. Now ask him your estate planning questions. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die? Or become disabled instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need to meet with Marquardt Law Firm. They can help you do that. RSVP today for their latest seminar at 10 a.m. on November 6th. Meridian Care on 7181 Crestway Drive in San Antonio. Call 210-530-4278. That's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. You've heard him on 
Talk Law Radio, now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. It can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Villegas, and we're still here with Richard J. Garcia, CPA, covering the topics on taxes. Income tax, federal income tax. So, Richard, what's the difference between a deduction, a tax credit, and an exemption? Well, a deduction lowers your overall amount of taxable income. A tax credit decreases the amount of tax you owe. And an exemption for the individual income tax return that was eliminated with the 2018 tax year. The exemptions uh, were used to be uh, the uh, the self, the spouse, the dependents, and it helped reduce, again, your taxable income. Oh, right. Okay. So if I wanted to get all the deductions and tax credits that that I need, um, I could just look that up myself, right? Yeah, you can you can go to irs.gov. There's publications that are there you can be able to access. It's uh, not necessarily easy reading, but it's quality reading. They have uh, also uh, seminars that they put on. You may be able to see if you can attend those. And, of course, there's books that are published that you can be able to uh, to glean information from. They put them out every year and the changes. So then you can go to irs.gov, like Victor, and then call up Richard Garcia at 210-349-1040 to go over those questions that you find with concerns from the IRS website. Richard, you're a CPA. What does that mean? Well, it meant uh, we passed the uniform exam at it allows us to uh, to generate certain things that other people aren't uh, allowed to generate. Uh, and so uh, the areas that they test on is uh, four parts, auditing and attestation, business environment and concepts, uh, financial accounting, uh, reporting, and regulation. So uh, it gives us a broad coverage. And so those those exams are pretty rigorous. I've heard that the, the pass rate is low, which means it's, Hard. It's hard because it's so broad. Back in the day, uh, the pass rate initially was uh, somewhere around fifteen percent, but the rates have gone up, and there are review uh, course uh, uh, review uh, programs that you can take that increase your odds. But yeah, it's it's not like just uh, learning how to add and, and you're beset. It's not like that at all. What's the difference between a CPA? An enrolled agent and a registered tax preparer. Well, as I mentioned, the CPA passes a uniform exam uh, they give in throughout the nation. As a matter of fact, in the first hour of taking the exam, uh, you're not allowed to leave because that person who's maybe on the East Coast could be calling with the questions to someone in the centrally located. Uh, then there is, of course, an enrolled agent, and they pass a test that's administered by the IRS, and so that's a national exam. Um, now, the registered tax preparer used to exist, but it was eliminated. And so they were trying to be able to have a base level of preparer so that you know uh, that you can have a proficient uh, uh, tax assistance. But uh, there was a there was some lawsuits that uh, countered that. And so that was uh, that that program ended on January of 2013. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's doing my taxes, how do I know that they're qualified? Well, you know, you can look for the titles first, but uh, apples are not always uh, – you, you can't really compare apples to oranges. And so you've got to look at their credentials, their experience. and You can interview them too to be able to see – ask them questions and see if the, the answers feel right. And don't be afraid to check up on, on those answers just to see – Okay, yeah, that that uh, that seems to bear water. Or you can look for referrals, uh, your friends or uh, colleagues that you may work with, and say, "Hey, who do you know? Who do you trust?" And then get get some referrals from there. If they need to confront 
the IRS about a mistake, who's allowed to practice before the IRS? Uh, well, uh, there's a number of people that are allowed, the appraisers, but there's appraisers, there's attorneys, there's CPAs, the enrolled agents, and in particular areas of expertise, enrolled retirement plan agents, enrolled actuaries, there's low-income taxpayer clinic student interns. Uh, so there's a, there's a number of people who can be able to help, and certain people can help in all phases, and so, some are going to be limited, including, believe it or not, you can have um, a relative who, who can be able to to help you at some level, you can be able to have um, you can be able to have an officer of the corporation, a partner, an employee, a fiduciary. Maybe maybe you have someone who's who's not all well at that moment, and so you might be able to have a fiduciary who, who who might be able to to represent you in some matters. Okay, so there's a lot of different types of people that are allowed to file the return, and if you want somebody to do it correctly, you just have to do your own due diligence, right, to find out how they are qualified and whether you're comfortable that they're going to do the job correctly. Fortunately, Richard is qualified, and you can reach out to him Monday through Friday if you dial 210-349-1040. And what about online tax software? Is that good? Um, yeah, you can be able to look, uh, do do your research on it. There's also some freebies that you can go through from IRS Free File, and so if you meet certain criteria, you could be able to to do that for free through through that website, uh, or you can look to uh, to a pay model where you can uh, see the reviews for the different uh, people who put the pro- uh, products out, and then select the one that you feel most comfortable with. Just make sure that your free file doesn't make you free fall. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Richard, uh, it's killing me. I have to know what's in the what's in the case. Well, that's a ukulele in there, and uh, I wanted to be able to have two stories from today's meeting. Uh, One to to talk taxes, and the second is I have a family full of musicians, daughters, and cousins, and nieces, and nephews, and whatnot. But I only took up ukulele practice back in August. Then already, my ukulele and I are both on the radio today. <laughs> there you go. But you're not going to hear it, right? No, no. Just like a, like what I do for a living, I like to get paid. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. Well, then, what started the family musician group that you have now? Did they learn from you? No, no, no. They started taking lessons, a city program, and then, uh, of course, they were able to lean on family who already were musicians to help uh, help push them along. So, uh, but they have a passion for it, and they've uh, they've been in either been in bands or in bands performing all around the state. So then, once your family signs onto a contract, you're going to be preparing the taxes for that income, then, right? Yeah, if they ask me to. <laughs> Well, you could be like the Jackson Five. <laughs> that's right. That's right. right. You you sing and and your daughter plays guitar, right? I thought you'd make me the father. You know, I'd just be looking for the gigs. And and then you have a drummer. Right? I do. Two da- both daughters are drummers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that's fun. Okay, uh, Richard, you know that we do estate planning, wills and trusts at Marquardt Law Firm. Uh, I like to talk about legacy. Uh, for example, the one of the legacies for my children, is, for my daughter, I'm going to leave her my books. Uh, for my son, I'm going to leave him my baseball cards. Um, but I've also, I've also learned a lot of things, uh, family lessons and legacy from people that have come before me, like my parents and grandparents. Is there a legacy that you've learned about that you'd like to discuss? Yeah, I, I learned on how to run a business from my father-in-law, um, uh, Everardo Villegas. He was President Johnson's tailor when he was in office years no ago. No kidding. Really, really. Uh, and he never really mentioned much about it. I actually found out about it. Uh, he had a, a picture on the wall with the news story, and I was like, what the heck? I never knew this, didn't mention it once, but... I learned a lot about running a business just watching how he interacted with clients, and he interacted with a little bit of humor, and uh, and and just be able to to uh, 
just do what he did day after day. And, and so, again, a lot of it uh, set me up, prepared me so that I knew what to expect when I launched my own business. You said that somebody came into his uh, store that ha- had trouble with a, a jacket. Oh, one of my favorite stories. Yeah, they came in to have his uh, his uh, suit um, fixed, his, his uh, suit coat fixed. And it was hanging uh, badly in the back, and so uh, he's, he was a bit of a jokester. And he said, well, no problem. Look, you don't need to have it mended today. Just make sure you keep your back to the wall at all times and make sure that when you exit, you exit with your back to the wall and you'll be fine. And he was like, no, Mr. Eddie, you don't understand. I need to have this coat fixed. (laughs) (laughs) When you're talking to clients about taxes, you know that this could be a a very personal thing. When when somebody knows how much money that they make, it's very personal. How do you deal with that conversation in your office? Well, first off, we're under SEC privacy rules, so we don't really chat with anyone else regarding their their tax situation. And it is a personal thing, so uh, we we are very careful about uh, uh, about uh, um, what we say and and uh, how we address it because so much of of what they say they feel they're defined by what they make, and that's I don't believe that's true. But so many people feel that way. Well, how often would you say that you hear people debating like, okay, I know I have to pay these taxes, but do I really have to? Do you get people trying to philosophize why they shouldn't have to pay their taxes? Well, usually on times like that, I said, well, if you feel that strongly, you can look to some of the people who've already been sent to prison for tax issues. So um, if you want to play that card, you're more than welcome to. Who's the mobster that... Uh, oh, the one that was—he wasn't convicted for the for the uh, some of the things he's accused of, of being uh, of doing, but uh, for tax evasion, and that was Al Capone. Wow. Well, it also does say in the Bible, though, because there was that question, the debate of is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? Do you pay your taxes or do you obey God's rules and not pay anything? But even Jesus saw through that and told them, you know, don't try and look at me as a hypocrite and look into the penny, look into whose image was on that subscription. And they said it was Caesar's. And he said unto them, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's and unto God's the things that are God's, as it says in Matthew 22, verse 21. I'm so glad you brought that up because I like to tell people the verse that Jesus said that's not in the Bible. And what's that? And not a penny more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't change that channel as you tune in next Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning when we have Lisa Vance and our pastor, Todd, pastor was that again? Pastor Dan Mueller. Dan, Dan Mueller as we cover the subject next week about the laws on divorces. Tune back in next Saturday at 11 on Talk Law Radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.